You're scared. You're white. Calling 911 on your black or brown neighbors just isn't what it used to be. Hi, I'm Niecy Nash, actress, inventor, and advocate for not calling 911 on black people for no goddamn reason. I'd like to introduce you to a radical new product that will save you all the headaches of being filmed and outed as a racist douche. It's called 1-844-WHITE-FEAR, and it's revolutionizing the way racist white people cope with black people living life near them. This podcast has been brought to you by a four-eyed production, and now let's start the show. Everything is love, yo. You ready, B? I'm ready. Um, she ready, I guess. <laughs> You're not tired, are you? Just a little bit. I mean, I can rest. <laughs> she can take a nap. Okay? She deserves a nap. She deserves and I do too. a nap. Listen, I know we're going to talk about this in a few minutes, but I just want to say... Everything is love. You know you had a good homecoming when you left your clothes in Winston-Salem. <laughs> and you didn't even know that they were left in Winston-Salem until you woke up for work and tried to get dressed on Monday morning. <laughs> what did you leave in there that you was going to, honey? Clothes. You was going to wear your freaking dress. Uh, I mean. To you work? Never know. Sis, no. I do what I want. No. You don't do that. She does what she wants, people. <laughs> What's up, you guys? I'm a girl named Tiffany. And I'm Courtney B. We black like we never left. This is the 39th episode of the Culture Shock Podcast, our post-homecoming show. So, what I want to do for our weekend in review is recap. Just a little bit. Highlights. Feels. All of that. I'm still All the things. I'm still recuperating. I can tell. My voice is... Your face is cute. Thank you. You're welcome. My voice is is trying to leave me. That's because I'm tired. Uh-huh. But homecoming was awesome. I really feel like a true alum now. And that's because what? I'm tired. Okay. I ain't had time for them cheering. But see, all, all it means is that... Well, maybe it does mean you old. <laughs> I was going to say, I well, feel like... Look old. That's all that matters. I was okay. tired, but it was because I did homecoming. And I usually do, but like, okay. So usually, I go on Thursday, return to serve. Sometimes I'm able to make coronation on Wednesday. Like I really try to make it an event. It's from Sunday to Sunday, mm-hmm. and there are events the whole time. I didn't make it down there until Thursday night, right? Mm-hmm. We got up Friday morning. We went to the wreath laying ceremony. We went to convocation. Side note. Convocation is my absolute favorite part of homecoming. It's so good to go get the history. It's like a kickoff. I honestly could do convocation and then go home. Like no. I would, I, no, I wouldn't. But I'm saying, like, 
when you go to convocation and really <clears throat> immerse yourself into that experience, like Dawala Burke is world-renowned, and she has our choir on point. Mm-hmm. And they be in there singing, not singing, singing. So literally had chills going down my spine. Then just so happens my friend Siobhan, I think we talked about her on the show a couple months back because she's the um, first female First woman to graduate from North Carolina Anti State University with a degree in um, computer science, mm-hmm. a PhD in computer science, rather. And so now she's the youngest convocation speaker that Winston Salem State University has ever had. Her alma mater, her original school, and uh, just to be able to be in there at my favorite ceremony, a part of my favorite weekend, mm-hmm. watching one of my friends give the keynote address uh, was just dope. Wreath laying that, and then we left. There's a new dorm. We dedicated that. The mm-hmm. family was there, kicked it off by um, eating at a really nice reception with banging food. And then I hit chicken day, and it got real black from there. <laughs> real black. So you left on. You went on Thursday night. Yes, Thursday night. Yeah, I didn't get there until Friday. Um, and one thing that I really wanted to do was go and take a picture in front of more yeah with my best friend since unfortunately i hear that it's going to be demolished um more was just like the ish and so i just really wanted us to go back there and take a picture because that's where we met and i think that's where some of our best memories at wssu were made same not all but, but some, some some good ones like some crazy ones <laughs> Yeah, I heard that same thing about the dorm. Um, I think they're going to renovate. So for those of you who are listening that have lived in more, next year or the year after might be your last year being able to actually see it. So go take a picture like Courtney did mm-hmm. um, if you get the chance. I took one last year too. I saw, I remember. But- I took a picture of the dorm this year, but we were moving so fast I didn't have time to like take one like on the actual porch. Yep, we took one on the porch and we took one in front of the sign. Um, one thing I can say is that there were a lot of, like, really, really good vendors out on the yard this year. Yes. That live band that was out there. I thought that was so dope. We had a lot. That live, was a good listen, idea. That live music, whoever was singing up there was blowing. Yeah. It was good. And when they had, like, Return to the Yard after the game on Saturday, I was really wishing that they had had, you know, the live band still out there singing, but they had some of the food trucks. This is the... Most vendors that we've ever had on Winston-Salem State University's campus. Um, I mean, food trucks galore. Jamaican food, like food from all over the Caribbean. It was dope. It was some somebody out there with some cake. She didn't bring a lot because she thought that it was going to be like, she said, I thought this was a small school. And so like early during the day, she ran out of cake. She knows better for next year. Yeah. And I had some of this key lime pie. Jesus Christ. I don't even like Key Lime Pie. I don't and know. I like almost had to fight over this cake and it wasn't even my cake. Cause I Wait, was, what? Yeah. Because I mean, trying to take our cake. How are you going like, to fight somebody no. over, there, over their food? I want the cake. I want all of the cake. Well, it was then so eat good. the cake, Anna. I did. She let me. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was just it was just really, really great on Friday to be on the yard because I remember in years past, when you go to the yard on Fridays, it's like a few people out there, but everybody is like scattering, trying to get to like day parties. Yeah. So this, um, this year was my, my 10 year reunion from, 
um, graduating from uh, Winston-Salem State. So all of my class came back and we had a um, like a mini reunion at this bar called Tate's. Yeah. Which it was really nice. It was more, it kind of felt more like a mixer. You right. know what I'm saying? Like we all were there, we we're all drinking, talking, taking pictures. And then after that, we went to Twin Peaks, which was like hella packed because it was free. Right. And I was like, see, this is the type of stuff we need to be doing every year. Every because year. everybody's here because you don't have to pay anything. Like, everybody was eating, drinking, just getting along, laughing. Yeah. It was just a really, really good to not, excuse me, have to, like, rush and go get ready for a day party. And, you know, just do all this extra hoopla when, yeah. like, we're already on the yard. Mm-hmm. Like, when things die down, let's just move to some neutral, free location. Right. You get there when you get there. You get there when you get there and keep the party going. I love so that. That's what we did. Um, I, I missed Chicken Day last year, and so still for Friday. Um, when I got there, you know, Winston Salem Social Club didn't realize that it was right there on Burke Street, like a place that we're all familiar. Most of us are familiar with the area, and just like there were so many people there, the venue was small, so it was nice on the inside. You know, people were grabbing their drinks. Wilmo was in there. The um, DJ was in there. The music was really good. They were allowing people to go across the street to Burke Street Pizza. If you guys have never had Burke Street Pizza, you're missing out. Go get the food from Burke Street Pizza and bring it back to the social club. And then we were just basically spilling out into Burke Street. And it was ours. Like, nobody came, tried to shut us down, um, you know, tried to pull us back. It was just a good time. And then I had the same experience. So... On the yard, eventually they shut you down on Saturday evening. Like, okay, wrap it up. You know, after the game, people try to go back to the yard, take their families back, take pictures on the plots. Usually there's plenty of room to walk around. By the time the game was over, and I, and I want to talk about some stuff that happened before that, but when we had, so now they're calling it um, return to the yard, yeah, which I totally love. When we got back, it was like, sardines in a can but i mean that in the most loving way there was so many people i tried to get like an aerial view by lifting my arm up to take uh video footage and i was standing up by the plots and you just it's unreal how many people were on campus i love the fact that they left the bookstore open a little while longer we walked back in there and we're like you know what time were we supposed to close i can't remember whether they said six or eight he was like, you know, people are still coming in and, and enjoying themselves, so we're just going to stay open. Like, that's the vibe of homecoming that I love. Like, we're supposed to do this, but everybody's having fun, so keep Let's the party going. Fun. The food trucks were still outside. The music was still going. People were still strolling. Hot, the queues were off the chain because they take up so much space. doesn't matter if it's one queue or 2,000 queues. They take up so much space. Mm-hmm. Um. But it was just really nice. I never took so many pictures in my whole entire life. Yeah, I took a lot of pictures. I normally what? don't take that many pictures. I took a lot of pictures. And um, I just want to give a shout out to um, Kimberly Reese. She works in the chancellor's office. It's Ami's um, cousin. like kind of Miss Reese. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, big sister type thing. Yes, but I love her. I, I mentioned to her, because um, I actually went to her office mm-hmm. on, was it Saturday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Saturday after the game. Um, because, you know, they had the events like at the Super Lounge and yes. Stokely was here and all that kind of stuff. She she clowned us about Chicken Day. Like, she was like, Chicken Day? But Come on okay. now, Miss Reese. A hater gonna hate. Not, listen, all, not some of the time, but all the time. Listen, Miss Reese, don't, she gonna fool around. She right. was like, I mean, we got that whole Super Lounge. We got the bars. We got... She's, you know. <laughs> it was competition. Um, yeah. Um, and so I told her, I was like, you know, last year, it was like things were just getting, like, popping. 
and we got shut down and she was like no chancellor has already talked to them they are to let y'all go as long as y'all want to go yes she was like last year that was kind of like a test run she was like now they know as long as people are going leave y'all alone right so i mean that's that's good because it keeps everybody in that one central location just fellowshipping and experiencing college life again like we ain't never left a lot of us still look like we ain't Go never there, left right? okay so it was so funny i was sitting out there by the thompson center in a, my normal spot where we would normally sit and people watch mm-hmm. and this little guy walked by and he was he like walked by and he came back and he was like hey and he introduced himself he was like what's your name and i was like i'm courtney and he was like oh what's your classification girl when i tell you <laughs> we all looked at him like uh, classification. <laughs> Do you know how long I've been out of school? Right. Yeah. But I mean, I took the compliment away. Of course. But, you know, we, we just had a really good time. And I do have to make mention of this. On Friday, I went into the bookstore to spend a, a ridiculous amount of money, which I shouldn't have. But, I mean, hey, it is what it is. So, I go in there and I see these two ladies and they're, like, talking. And I'm waiting on my friends because I've already, like, you know... Um, figured out what I'm going to get, and I'm just standing online. And so one of the ladies is like, hey, do you mind taking this picture for us? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll take the picture. So they're talking, and when they turn around, and I'm like snapping a pic, I'm looking at this one lady like, I know this lady. Oh, my God. I know exactly what you're about to say. <clears throat> I flipped when I saw this picture. Like, my eyes started watering. I was like, what are you calling me? I know. I'm like, I know this lady. So normally I don't do this. Like, I don't. Like to like approach people and say, are you so-and-so, you know, right. but I cannot help myself. So as they started to like converse, I just walked over to her and I was like, were you in the color purple? You had her crying, <laughs> Courtney. I saw the picture. She had a tear coming down her eye. What did you say? I, I just screamed. Like when she, when, whenever she said yes, I just like screamed. You should have said yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just grabbed her and I was hugging her and I was just like, oh my God, I was like, it's my favorite movie. Yes. Like I just loved it. And she was just like, I think she was overwhelmed. Yes. Like just by the love. Like I was just hugging her. Um, her name is Maria Howell, mm-hmm. and it was her 35th year reunion. That's right. She is a ram. She's a ram. She does not look a day over, like, 40, 35, right. 40, if that much. So, she, um, is. it's implied that she's Suge Avery's daughter, daughter, the one that's singing, God is trying to tell you something, in the choir whenever, mm-hmm. um, you know, they come over from the juke joint. Mm-hmm. And Suge Avery says, uh, sinners need love too, daddy. That scene. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, I like flipped out because if anybody knows me, everybody knows that I live and die by the color purple. I knew who she was instantly. And I mean, you never know what people are going through. And like we were hugging and like initially I was like squeezing her, but it got to the point to where she just would not let me go. Yeah, She just would not let me go. And she was just crying and crying. And she was just like, I feel like I just won the lottery. Because Dang, I was, like, yeah. that excited to see her. And you know what's so crazy? You you just never know how people are going to take stuff like that. Some people don't want to be approached, and then some people would love to be approached. And you never know until you actually do it. Um, I know um, Aunt B, um, Chico came back to campus um, by happenstance, actually. He actually had a show that got canceled. And so, you know, he's a part of that that group when we were going to college, like, rotating in and out of school when we were there. And so, just to watch, like, the younger mm-hmm. Rams, I know we were walking back to the yard, and they were way across the street. So, we're walking on opposite sides, but we're, like, almost neck and neck. 
And all of a sudden, we hear these blood-curdling screams. So I'm thinking something's wrong. It's getting dark. You know, we're turning around, and they're like, oh, they saw Chico. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why would? And then I, I got it. Like, yeah. I understood, like, oh, they weren't in school when he was in school. Like, mm -hmm. this is a huge deal. When I tell you they were running, it was almost scary. Because they were running across traffic to get to the side of, of the street that he was on so they could walk on the same side of the street as him. And so then when they got to um, a stop, the stoplight, we were both stopped on both sides. He stood there for the longest. I asked him, I said, you know, are you able to enjoy homecoming? And he said, you know, he was like, yes, this, I'm at home like this. This is, I love this. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I'm grateful for this. So, just, you never know. Because I know people that are so stuck up that uh, too many people start noticing who they are or they act like it's like that. And they're mm -hmm. like, I, I got to get out of here. Uh, so, to know neither one of them was like that this weekend, I, mm -hmm. I really appreciate that. And I'm not saying that the younger kids wouldn't know her, but you got to be. Right. You got to be tried and true. Yeah. <laughs> Color purple fan to notice her. That's true. You I know, don't know. I'm Well, yeah, I yeah, guess. Cause, but, like, I knew as soon as I saw her, I knew exactly who she was. And then she cracked up laughing because, you know, Ami's name on Instagram is Suge Avery. It is. Did y'all tell her that? Yes, That's she, so like, cute. died laughing. So, I mean, I don't know. Normally, I don't get that overwhelmed, but. I just, I couldn't contain myself. <laughs> I could not contain myself. That's okay. And then to find out that she was like, she's a ram? Yeah. It's just crazy. Did like, you not know she was a ram no. all the time? Courtney! I had no idea. Dead ass, you did not know that she no was a ram idea. all this time? I had no idea. That's like one of the things I'm so proud of every time I watch the movie. Nobody had told me nothing. I need to give you a list then of people that have come, gone through our I university. I had no idea, and I just like flipped out. And then everybody else was in there like, yeah, we saw her back then. I'm like, oh, I mean, why didn't you say anything? She was like, I thought you knew her. I thought you recognized her. Right. Girl, no. You got to so, tell me when you see the color purple people. Right. <laughs> Not the color purple people. <laughs> but yeah. The blind purple um, people leaders. It was it was really it was really awesome just to be back and to I mean it was just like so much love like you know everybody had their own little individual cliques and you hung with this group and that group but it was just like everybody was just like all over each other we just could not get enough of everybody yeah and I know like we're specifically talking about Winston Salem State University's homecoming but this is homecoming season I know these stories are really relatable I think Johnson C Smith here in Charlotte has their homecoming this weekend. Um, else in Raleigh had their HBCU homecoming this Central weekend. Central Shaw? Maybe Shaw. I think they won the game and everything. and We did too. Speaking of the game, I never made it in. I always try to go to the game, but one thing I love, one of the homecoming highlights for me is we have a former um, uh, president, like class president, not class president, but um, SGA president, mm -hmm. uh, Kyle and uh, Donita, which is the former Miss WSSU, they um, were back at homecoming this year, and he proposed to her at halftime. So I was really excited. I know, you know, they've moved on, you know, to bigger and better things. And just to be able to come home and share that with, like, their Ramley. You know, it was like a Ramley reunion. I heard mm -hmm. somebody, like, coin it that way, and I really like that. Um, uh, Fontaine, shout out to him, who had me in tears. First of all, the fish mm -hmm. coming out of the grease was so good. And I turned to see him dancing with a pan with the last piece of fish in it and hot sauce poured over it, dancing and eating with this, like, foil pan. Like, those are just some of the things that I really, really love about the people that we went to school with. Like, those antics are 
are uh really touched my heart and um we had one other ram that was like rapping past detroit y'all i'm tempted to post the video <laughs> she murked it mm -hmm. uh vice versa she wrapped it from beginning to the end it was so dope um uh, but that and the yard being packed and everybody just not wanting to go home yeah no i don't Man. i never want to go home every year i'm like um I don't want to go home. And speaking of not going home, on Sunday, the class of 08 had a brunch at the Delert, um Gallery in downtown Winston. Mm -hmm. And DJ Fannie Mae was a DJ. Yes, she's um, dope. And it was so... And she's out of Charlotte. Yeah, it was so funny because everyone who like doesn't know her, haven't been to any one of her parties, they kept saying, man, she good. Like, she playing all the songs. Right. And I was like, mm-hmm, she be playing all the songs. And then it was so funny because... Um, Ami has obviously never been to any of her parties, and that was her first time, like, seeing her. And so, we were, like, casually walking by, and I don't know what she was playing, but Ami was like, girl, you you playing all the jams. And so, then we was walking by, Ami was like, and I, I'm kind of, like, in love with her, too, but I don't know her. <laughs> like, right, like, she's yeah, so she's beautiful. beautiful. She was mm -hmm. like, I mean, God, she's just so pretty. And I was like, yeah, we fangirl out she of drinks, all the time. She drinks a bunch of water, and she don't eat no meat. Right. So, so um, it was good to see everybody. We had some red velvet waffles and chicken. Mm -hmm. We had um, uh, mimosas and drinks that were, like, catered to us. Like, we have one called the Little Red Ram Mimosa. It mm -hmm. was just so cool. It was some live painting going on. And there is a group that I was unaware of, this group called Brave. And um, they, yeah, they oh, were there. Oh, with Brave. Yes. Yes. Um, they were they there. They are good. Um, and I think they might have thrown the event because the event was thrown by Brave Entertainment. Uh, yeah. So they were there. We we heard a few of their songs. Our other um, classmate Josh, mm -hmm. he um, has a song called "Congratulations," and mm -hmm. we played that and danced and took pictures. I saw him on the yard. We got a lot of Rams doing really big yeah, things. We do, and it was it was just really fun. Like I got to see um, just people that I hadn't seen since they left or mm -hmm. since I left, and it was just um, it was just cool to see everybody and for everybody to just be there. And what I liked was. I mentioned this earlier. It was like the people who was who were always in stuff or mm -hmm. who were active and like SGA cab and like it was the same like it was the same people that were there. Right, the ones who were always in something. Right, which was cool because I mean it's just like this is family. Right, like we home. Like nobody skipped a beat. Listen. Here's the thing about homecoming. If you missed it this year, it's okay. Enjoy the photographs and start planning right now to be there next year. I would love, I, I just love coming back to the yard. And I definitely um, want to show some gratitude to our chancellor, um, mm -hmm. Elwood Robinson. He's an amazing person. I had, I had the chance to meet him one time in Raleigh when he was kind of doing his initial tour when he first became our, our um, chancellor. But I think that he's, from what we can see, he's doing an excellent job at the university. Um, he really has an excellent relationship with the students. And the fact that he listens to the stakeholders and the constituents and everybody and their family to know enough to say, okay, well, last year we shut this down and they didn't like that. So let's try like it a little it. different. These people are coming home because these are the same people that you want to donate to the university. How much more will you donate if you come home and you enjoy what you see and you enjoy the time that you're spending there? Yeah. You know, um, of course, we want the university to thrive, but just want to really show some gratitude to him for that kind of leadership to be able to say no, allow them to have a good time. Yeah, so. I, I was, um, when I got to the yard on Friday, we were all out there, you know, they're playing music and all kind of stuff. 
And I don't know, some kind of way I brought up the chancellor. And Ami was like, there he is. And I was like, where, you know, I'm looking for the chancellor. Girl, he over here in the corner dancing. What, day, like, what, what day was this? This is Friday. Girl, he over there dancing with his little plate. I said, okay, chancellor. What time was this? It was in the evening. Okay, because I was going to say, listen. So, Friday is the same day that we had the wreath laying, convocation, mm -hmm. dedication, and everything like that. No sooner than we left the luncheon, he was in a t-shirt. Yeah. I'm like, how did he you do that quick change? Yeah, he came out there to party. He was not playing. And <laughs> I, I love that. Yeah, um, that was one thing that I... I don't I, I, I don't know, I guess because I've always been hell bent on going to an HBCU, like mm -hmm. nothing and nobody was gonna deter me, but I did speak to um someone who attended Morehouse mm -hmm. for a short time and actually did not like it. Like preferred I think they ended up going to Western Carolina. Okay. Or they went to Western first and then went to Morehouse and then left Morehouse because basically they didn't have a good experience with like administration and the staff and financial aid. Right. And I think that you have to hire people that are enthusiastic about working in these institutions because that makes a difference That's right. in your experience. You know, that makes a difference on whether you stay or whether you go, mm -hmm. whether you donate money, or whether you come back and participate in homecomings. And if you don't have, you know, like the wherewithal to just, go forward and to just like basically bulldoze your way and say hey i'm here i need this done what are we gonna do make nice with who you need to make nice with um to get what you need to get done and, and just have that drive it could be a very disheartening experience for you correct so that just goes to say like with the homecoming experience it needs to cater to us right to the alumni, what we want, what we enjoy. So i think that they did that this year they did well. and whatever uh recruiting panel Chancellor Robinson went through. Kudos to you guys yeah. for hiring him. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, I do miss Chancellor Martin too. Oh yeah, he very was, charismatic. Gosh, um, so sweet. The best chancellor I've had uh, experiences with, especially you know in undergrad. Yeah, he was a cool dude, and he still is. He's yeah. right down the road over at A&T. We lost him to A&T, but uh, well, we really didn't lose him to A&T. He. That's his alma mater, right? Yeah. I would want to go, too. <laughs> I would, would want to go, too. How fulfilling must that be, also, to uh, be the chancellor of a place that you went to school? You know what you can find him doing when it's warm outside? Wow. Cutting the grass on a riding lawnmower out there, Auntie. That's why, but that's why we love him. He has the charisma of Barack Obama. Mm -hmm. they, they truly remind, even the way that they speak. Mm -hmm. um, it's so similar, so. But yeah, I enjoy myself at the Rams. Ooh, yes. I'm still tired. I'm dehydrated. That's My voice okay. is gone. I didn't hug till I can't hug no more. I done laughed. I mean, it's just a mess. I got I'm a, a mess right now. Like I'm Anthony a mess Hamilton right said, now. I am a mess right now. Okay, <laughs> shaking and stirred. Ooh. What else you got, girl? No, that's listen. I could go on and on about homecoming, but we're gonna wrap it up. You know, every week. Uh, we have good, bad, and indifferent. We tell you what's going on in the news, how we feel about it. You do not have to agree. We love to hear how you feel about it. So, um, what impacted you aside from homecoming this past week? I tried to not let it affect me. Mm -hmm. But I just kind of think, like, with all of the things that are going on, you know, with, like, voting and voter suppression and 
people saying they're not going to vote, not knowing who to vote for or what to vote for. It, it just really has me kind of like scared because, I mean, forgive me if you're not a fan of The Handmaid's Tale, but Gilead didn't happen overnight. Right. So I think that that has really impacted me just knowing what's at stake. Um, as far as, you know, new legislation goes and, you know, the, the, um, them trying to basically, um, disband even being able to be called transgender. Like, it's just all kinds of stuff that's, yeah. that's going on that has really kind of got me worried and anxious, um, you know, worrying about if people are going to get out there and vote and, and make their voices heard. So, yeah, that's you know, my- um, speaking of voter, sub- voter suppression, rather, um, did you hear the story about the 40 black senior citizens? So, if you guys haven't heard this story, 40 senior citizens were ordered off of a Georgia bus on Monday. This was last Monday, um, not the Monday before you're hearing this episode. It was taking them to early vote. It was the first day that they could early vote there, and the bus um, was run by a group called Black Voters Matter. Um, a county clerk called the senior citizen center that they were departing from, uh, raising concerns about allowing the bus, and I'm doing quotation marks in the air, to, to take the residents from the center. Um, and so, all, all the way to South Augusta. Um, at the time, the senior citizens got off the bus. They agreed to get off the bus and cast their ballots later. And I'm not sure if that has happened yet. Um, but let the refl- the record reflect that the people in Georgia are trying to get Stacey Abrams elected for governor. Mm-hmm. They do not want that. Mm-hmm. Like the Republicans in Georgia do not want that. Um, she's up against Brian Kemp, and um, this just reeks of voter suppression. Yeah, and I think like what concerns could you possibly have about taking people on a bus, a secure bus? to early vote, who otherwise wouldn't be able to get there, might not be able to get there individually. Right. Like, basically, I feel like that's a violation of their constitutional rights if you do not allow them to vote. Right. Um, but this, this um, the governor that she, or the the person that she's running against for governor, because mm-hmm. that's what she's, it is governor, right? Yes. I'm saying that correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is actually on, like, because you know how, I mean, all agencies and, um, um, companies or what have you, they have um, committees. He's actually on the like election committee that like handles you know voter registration. And I feel like if you're actually running, running. you should like step down from right. that. That's a conflict of interest. Yeah, from that one. committee um, because he's holding votes on his. I mean, registrations on his um, desk. These types of things, like it's just. Crazy I did not to me. know that. Yeah, it's just crazy to me that. There's so many conflicts of interest with with the um, election process and just the um, judicial process, executive branches, legislative branches. There's so many conflicts of interest that just go unchecked. Right. Um, and it's going to take people running like Stacey Abrams to get in there and put some light on these things. Because if, just say for instance that Stacey Abrams wasn't running, and it wasn't such a big ordeal. We would never know that he was on this committee and doing these types of right. things. We, we wouldn't know. So it's just it's just crazy. So with that said, I wanted to talk about some of the legislation that That's a good segue. is up um, um, for us to vote on here in North Carolina. Right. So there are three, um, three ones that I really wanted to, to discuss. 
Um, and so if you're going out for early voting, you know, make sure that, well, this will be out Tuesday, but um, if you're listening to this and you haven't voted, make sure that you read what you're voting for. Correct. And think about your vote instead of just hitting all yeses or hitting all noes or what have you. So the first one on there is um, there's a legislation that's on the ballot to give legislative primary control um giving legislature primary control over judicial appointments. Mm -hmm. So right now, like, let's say that, you know, a judge has to step down or they have to end their term early. The governor um, has the right to appoint whomever they want, um, and then they serve until that term is over, and then we vote again. Correct. But right now, they want to make um, legislation to where that power is stripped away from the governor. And, of course, they don't want Roy Cooper to pick a judge. Right. And we see what happens when you allow, you know, people that are obsessed with power to pick judges. You have people like Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh, right. So I would say vote no. I'm probably going to vote no to that because I feel like it's a um, partisan-driven legislation to be able to strip power from our Democratic governor. Yep. So that's the first one that's on there. Um, and first, first off, we are the ones who vote for those judges. Okay? Like, that's our constitutional right. So just wanted to put that out there. The second one is requiring photographic ID to vote. Um, so they're trying to put um, legislation through that will require you showing an ID to a poll worker before you're able to um, cast your ballot. They right. haven't said or even decided on what this acceptable um, ID, forms of ID will be. And um, they're not willing to make any exceptions. So it's not like, you know, if it expired yesterday or if you don't have you know, a driver's license, or, you know, if you only have a passport, like, there's no stipulations. They're basically saying, once we get it passed, then we'll decide. I don't like it. I don't like it either, and it seems like voter suppression um, to me. Right. So that's something for you to make sure you read thoroughly before you vote. And also, um, they want to basically eliminate the ninth nonpartisan person that is on the ethics and election board. So typically... Um, the minority and the majority get to elect or um, send four people up to be on this ethics board, basically. Um, but they want to eliminate the ninth person, which is supposed to be nonpartisan. Right. Which that makes zero sense. Makes zero sense. Um, so those are things that um, that you have to take into consideration and not just voting on names, but voting on the legislation that could potentially affect you because some of these um, basically strip uh, power away from the people and from the governor that we elected. Right. Um, and, and that third one that I talked about with the ethics board, the Supreme Court had already struck that down. They had right. already said that, no, you can't, you can't do that. Like we, you have to have that nonpartisan person on that board. Correct. Um, and so they're still trying to ram this through. And it's like, okay, if the Supreme Court has already ruled that this is not, why are we still talking about <laughs> why it? Are you, why are you desperately trying to put this on here? So, I say all that to say... It's a good way to hide it, though. To well, yeah. just put it, you know, just it slide it on in on the ballot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then when, you know, they're basically continuing to have all these conflicts of interest mm -hmm. and, you know, they have all their buddies on the ethics board, right. there's nothing we can do because we said, oh, yeah, you can do that because we didn't read right. what it entailed. And right. I'm guilty of that. I promise, like, and I know this sounds bad, but I'm being honest and transparent. This is the first time that I actually read them all the way through. 
But now you're doing it. But now so we appreciate it. that. Thank you. See, and not only are you do are you reading and researching, but you're sharing the knowledge that you have with the people. Enter to learn the part of service. <laughs> all power to all people. Yes, yes. Ooh, that was good. I really appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. I'm kind, y'all. I'm I'm Courtney. Be you struggling. You oh you Courtney be struggling. Now you know I got this old Anita Baker Tony Braxton voice, and she gets raspy. Okay? It's and she's fine. even more raspy when I'm tired. Right. And Courtney be scruggling. I want to scruggle bus today. <laughs> but we're going we gonna to push through and praise the Lord. We're going to push through. Does Lord have a T on the end? It does when you're tired. I got you. At the Church of Medea, it has a T. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you got me over here trying to... Never mind. Anywho. Um... So did you see the the racist on the plane? Not, I mean, not that we don't see racists on a regular basis, but did you see that video? I tried, but he sounded like he had a mouthful of marbles, so I just couldn't <laughs> even. I was just like, "What is he even trying to say? Like, is his denture secure? Like, I I can't understand what you're saying." I don't. That's funny, B. Like, Courtney be a comedian today, girl. I would have made him feel this big. Well, I, I would have made him feel this. I big. don't really know what the argument was about, um, but. I know he kept saying, don't talk to me in a foreign language, which I didn't think she was speaking to him in a foreign language. Then um, the other passengers, now this is the part that I didn't like. The other passengers were requesting that he be thrown off the plane based on his behavior. He was doing stuff like, um, God, what was he saying? He told her if she wasn't moved to another seat, he would push her to another seat. And so the other passengers and be the were like, push. right. They were like, we'll throw him off of the plane. Like, this is ridiculous. But they didn't take him off. And I just feel like if it had been other anybody else, they would have removed that person. Yeah, because you're That's against the threats. law. Yeah. You're you're causing a disturbance on an airplane. You know, post 9-11, we really don't play that. Mm -hmm. So how why is it that he was able to get away with that? Because they, he's old and white. Something other than black. They did allow um they did move the lady, but I just don't feel like that. Why was should I have to move? Right. Now, if they moved her to first class, then they definitely should have done that. Right, but don't but it, move me based off right. of him because he can move his geriatric ass wherever he wants to go. Right. Because that's what I would have said. You move, marble mouth. Right. I'm not going anywhere. One of the one of the um, passengers that was in the seat in the row behind them, he, I think he was in the middle seat in the row behind them. He had to reach over and put his arms into the seat that was in between them while the white man was fussing this black lady out to be just so to keep him from putting his hands on her. But he still got to stay on the plane, so there's that. People getting brave, yo. People act like these ass whoopings got names on them, they don't. They don't. You can get one and old, young, red, white, or blue. <laughs> you can get, you can catch You're these not hands. Don't put your hands on nobody. I feel like old people. Let an old person hit you me. You sound like somebody else I know. Let an old person hit me. We are both over eighteen. You will take a tumble. Listen, you gonna use the handicap sticker? I'm not playing with you. <laughs> put your hands on me. Somebody come get her. Put your hands on me, Papa. And that hip will be getting replaced. <laughs> Bye. I'm just saying, don't put your hands on me. I will push you down. I feel you. Like you don't do that. I'm no. still not, I'm probably not going to put my hands on an old person. If, a, if that man would have slapped you, you wouldn't have done anything. I probably would have gra grabbed his wrists and put them together <laughs> and held them there. You want to slap him back? 
I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't You're think re- so. I'm telling I you. I can see how adrenaline would make you do something like that. Yes. And if you hit me, I'm not, not I'm I wouldn't necessarily like I'm not gonna say I'm just gonna sit here and Mike Tyson I'm two piece. I'm suing. But if you hit me, but Courtney, I'm gonna have to knock you. I'm gonna have to do a little push. I'm gonna have to do a little pat pat. I'm gonna have to do something. From to a logical you. standpoint, though, I'm thinking, okay, let me not put my hands back on you because they're gonna come get me. So that's what they. That's what I got a lawyer for. You're right. I may need to grow up, but see, my my instinct would be to just push you down. Now I would want to, but I'm I I think quickly. I'm I'm quick on my feet. And as soon as my hand would be getting ready to move, I would see a dollar. And I'd be like, you know what? I will not have it, though. I will not. I'm going to be embarrassed. I'm at PTSD. I'm going to be scared to fly. Mm-mm. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to roll out of the seat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pull one of those. So, um, but anyway, in a bit of good news, I don't know if this is good news for you. And I haven't had an opportunity to listen the whole time to the whole thing. But I used to love A. Marie when I was in college. Me too. Or was she it had before some hits. college? Yes. It was and like she, right before and at the beginning. Yeah. And she's beautiful and she's a, a genius. Um, she's an excellent writer. I know like she works on novels now, like collaborative novels with other people. So it's like a bunch of stories, uh, all in one. Like I love her. I follow her on social media. She just had a a, a brand new baby, still adorable. Um, but she just came out with, I don't know if the album is a dual album or like two separate ones. I don't know. But anyway, new Amory music. Are you here for that? Are you personally? I don't care what you heard. I'm here for it, but if it's not good, I won't listen. I'm going to give it a try, but if it's not good or if it's a lot of like alterations to her voice or Which auto-tune, is unnecessary. I don't want to hear that because I feel like Amory is an R&B singer, and we just talked about this last week. Mm-hmm. I want to hear R&B. I don't want to hear, you know, trap R&B. Like right. I want to hear you sing about some real stuff. You've been gone for a long time. You should have a lot to say, a lot to talk about. Your mother now, like, so I'm gonna give it a chance. But if it's not good. I won't play it again, right. but I'm going to listen to it. I've, I've always liked Amory. I've always thought she had a unique voice. And I feel like she's one of those underrated artists like Maya. Who doesn't get there just, oh, yeah. girl. Yeah, I feel like I feel like she's one of those types. One of my favorites of all time. Talk about beautiful people. And still putting out R&B albums mm-hmm. that are getting nominated and winning Grammys that nobody talks about. But I guess in the whole scheme of things, like I, if it were me. And I had to choose between somebody talking about my albums and winning Grammys, which equate to money long term, yeah. like opportunities. I probably want the latter. Listen, her Maya's She's album "They're Flying" was so mm-hmm. good, and I remember listening to that. It was one summer, me and one of my friends at the time. She was like two years older than me. And she had a car. We had the cassette. Mm-hmm. Girl, mm-hmm. we would listen to that tape from beginning to end, flip it over. Did you just say a cassette? It was a cassette tape. Be you old. I am old. I used to love cassettes. I had all the cassette tapes. <laughs> yeah, girl. I had all yeah, the cassette tapes. I had to, I always had me a little Walkman, little joint joint on my hip. Press play, hold it two down to make it record. <laughs> I'm trying hard not to bust out. Girl, yes. <laughs> I had all the tapes, okay? Oh, my 
I used to get them from Walmart for ninety nine, an unedited version. My my first tape was a Wu Tang tape. Mine was Bone Thugs Harmony. Maybe it was Wu Tang. It could have been a gospel tape, like a little kids bop gospel tape. Maybe, no. but I think it was Wu Tang. Mine was Bone Thugs and Harmony, and the first rap album that I ever listened to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is terrible. The first rap album that I ever listened Ooh, to. I'm telling your mama. She was there. She knew. Okay. The first rap album that I ever listened to was <laughs> Doggy Style by Snoop Dogg. <laughs> that was the first one, like I like I listened to. I almost spit my water across the table. I had no business listening to that. Thanks to Kino, my cousin. I mean, had no business listening to that. But that was the first Kino. one. Shame, shame, shame. I bet thought, I bet he did. Girl, yeah. He thought he was something. Yeah. He was something. He was the ish back I know. Then. But he that still was, he still is. I'm mad at him. Okay. But that's a that's a different story for yeah. another day. Okay. I'm not like mad, but I got a bone to pick. Um <laughs> But yeah, girl, I had the we had the cassette tape, and we used to be like bumping that Maya. I mean, I even had the singer used to buy the singles. Yeah, and I had it's all about me with her and Cisco. I had that tape. Are you serious? And Master P make them say uh. And I remember I went to Space Camp, and it was the only I had that. It was it's all about me. Um, um, no limit. Make them say uh. Mm-hmm. All singles all now singles. because they were the cheapest ones. And um. Remember public announcement? Of course. Body bumping. I had that one. <laughs> As a single? Yes, they were all singles because they were the cheapest ones. I was a kid. That's all I only could afford the singles. Dude, that's hilarious. So the whole, I'm talking about all the way to Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> I would put in one, listen to it, listen to the other side. Put in the other, listen to one, listen to the that's other side. That's cute, actually. All the way to, to Alabama and then all the way back. Dang, now I understand what like people older than us think. Cause I would, I'm just thinking like the kids would not survive today no. off of that. But that was that's popping, baby. <laughs> Girl, a hot ass me mess, <laughs> a hot mess. You hear me? A hot mess. That's good. That made me laugh. <laughs> when as soon as we get off the air, I'm gonna turn that on. Yeah, that was a good one. That I was a good track. I don't even know if you can stream that. You probably cannot because I try to go back and stream. Like older albums, and they're not on there. Dang, that makes me sad. Now Baby. I want to know where are they now. Girl, just turn the TV one unsung. They probably got. <laughs> they bet. probably got a special along with everybody else. I'm sure. But yeah. What about you? What else you know went on with you, or that you know? So many things was on your mind. Um, did you see where the first we thought it was a mother, but I don't think it was her mother. I think you and I were having this conversation, and it wasn't the mom, the young lady who abandoned the toddler on the strangers doorstep yes. did it end up being a stranger i don't know if any of you guys out there saw that video but i was just blown away i mean here's the thing there have always been these stories they don't get it off of tv from nowhere like television gets it from somewhere so there have been plenty of babies that have been abandoned left on people's doorsteps or worse left in other places and then thinking maybe you drop the baby off somebody's gonna take care of it the baby freezes overnight like those are dangerous things to do so, but just so happens now, um, God, what's the system called? Ring? Is it Ring? I don't know. But people are putting these cameras outside of their yeah, doors. It's, it's a Ring system. Um, it's another one too. It's a couple of them. Yeah, but Ring is it's one the of the popular ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, the camera showed the lady bring the child to the doorstep, ring the door, and take off running. Mm-hmm. 
at the wrong door. At the wrong door. Now she's saying the mom told her to drop the kid off and gave house. her at the dad's house and gave her the wrong direction. Yes. And the reason why she didn't stay to wait on somebody to come to the door was because it was cold and she didn't have a sweater on. That makes no sense, B. I don't that that's illogical. I'm just telling you what the fool said. And this is my so, thing. So you can you can stand on you can't stand on the porch because it's too cold, but the baby can. And you see the baby's looking back like What's going on now? What if that child would have wandered off? I'm telling you what would have broke my heart is if that baby had started crying. My thing is this, like, apparently the mom and the dad have some issues. I don't know. I don't know if this is true, but it was something about, like, maybe he has a girlfriend or something. And it may be some type of restraining order. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But my thing is somebody needs to be an adult in a neutral party. You need to, if, if you guys can't meet face to face, if it's not a good situation, or why would you get a friend that wouldn't stand there and wait till your child got into the right place? Like, I'm trying to figure that out. Like, right. that's like me. I think about my friend's kids. My thing is, nine times out of ten, if it's that cold, I'm going to be like, okay, well, tomorrow when I get right. ready to go out of the house, then I will take them. But we go home to my house because it's cold. And right. I'm not going to be out here fooling around. Tomorrow, we'll get up, and I'll take them where they need to be, but we going to my house. Like, I'm not just going to be out here roaming aimlessly, leaving your kid somewhere, just on the porch. You don't know. She didn't even know whose house that was the wrong house. What if it would have been a pedophile? We live in an age of cell phones. You couldn't have called the father on the phone and said, I'm, I'm about to bring little JoJo over. I'm bringing Day-Day to your <laughs> Right. I'm bringing Day-Day over. We outside. Turn the light on so I know, you know, something. Right. And then she ran off like she just looked, it was just like very like silly and childish. Like, why are you running for? I'm just wondering if there are going to be any repercussions for doing that. Yeah, because that's that's neglect. That's child abandonment. abandonment. Mm -hmm. Child endangerment. That's right. Yes, she needs to be in trouble because you do not do that. You do not. I don't care if it was my worst enemy. I would not just leave a child not out to somewhere. a child. No, mm -hmm. I'm not doing that. And she's on social media and doing interviews. Girl, you better just be quiet. <gasps> yes. I was going to say, you, <laughs> you better get a lawyer to speak on your behalf and hush. You better be quiet because, I mean, we got the proof right there. Right. Because no matter if she gave you wrong, it doesn't matter. That child. At the end of the day, your, you did the wrong thing. Yes. It was, that child was in your custody. That's a fact. So, girl, bye. The dumbass. <laughs> Running around like a fool. Did oh, you? Look at this fool. A fool is exactly what she is. Um, did you see that the Royals are having a baby? I, maybe I'm the last one on this train to find out. Um, uh, but Meghan Markle and Prince Harry are having a baby. So, um, uh, I saw the little clip where they were actually on their tour and they're going around. There's this one little kid. They couldn't even get the whole news story of, that they were talking about out because every time they get ready to talk about something serious, this little boy would do something like, hug Prince Harry, or you know how, like, you give somebody, like, not like a noogie or anything, but, like, he was rubbing the top mm -hmm. of his hair. Rubbing then he would beard. go, yeah, rubbing his beard. I thought that was the cutest thing, so shout out to them. It reminds me of that time at the White House where that little boy asked Obama, can he touch his hair? Yeah, oh, yeah, that was cute. It was cute, because he wanted to know if it felt like his. He's like, can I touch your hair? Mm -hmm. That was, kids are so funny. They are. They're so innocent as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Something else that sent a warm fuzzy through me is my spirit animal Riri I heard mm -hmm. that she declined 
to do the Super Bowl not halftime show. And not only did she say no, but she said, hell no, hell no, hell no. <laughs> I can do anything but that yeah. is what she said. So shout out to you, Riri. Um, and of course, she's not the only one. We've talked about how Jay-Z turned them down as well, and other artists have done the same thing. So. I heard Cardi did too. Did she? I heard that. I heard that she turned them down or said that she wouldn't or something, which I don't know. That could be a rumor. Okay. But I, I read that somewhere, somewhere on social media that she said no. But um, I did see something. This is something interesting, too, about the, about the Super Bowl. Um, you know it's in Atlanta. Yes. Oh. And Why? And a lot of people are like, oh, you know, it's in Atlanta, so you should have, like, um, um, all Atlanta artists up there and this and that. They're having Maroon 5, I think, is Okay, because they'll thing. do it. Yeah. Um, but this is what I want to say, like, even though the NFL is basically dominated by us, right. we do not own the NFL, okay? Right. They're going to put up there who they want to put up there and who they feel like kind of um, can relate to um, the masses of people. You know, like, that's like if if the Super Bowl was in Carolina and we said, oh, no, we can't watch it because Petey Pablo definitely got to be up there. Like, <laughs> I right. mean, we might feel that way, but they're not. I mean, they may, but what are the odds that they're going to say, oh, yeah, because we're in North Carolina, it has to be Petey Pablo. Right. Like, I mean, I understand where they're coming from, but you got to realize, like, what has been going on and who actually runs that, and yeah. it ain't us. I, I would like to think that if if they wanted a bunch of Atlanta artists to do it, I, I hope that the Atlanta artists would say no, so what's the point? Yeah, but, you know, oh, it's Atlanta. They need to get the Atlanta artists to No. No. But that was just my take on it when I heard somebody say that. Like, well, we need to have all the Atlanta people because it's in Atlanta. Boy, bye. that's not going to happen. I really love that stadium, but we're not going. That stadium is popping. Isn't it? I'm so that glad. I hate to revert back to this, but I'm so glad that we went to see On the Run 2 there. I am too, but the next time I go, I'm going to wait and to go to my shows towards the end. Oh, because of the costume changes? And it just, it seemed, to me, it seemed like it got better. Right. I think because they were so comfortable towards the end, yeah. and it was just like, you it's know, almost like... almost time. Yeah. I would just, love to see them in Houston, her in Houston. I would also love to see her in uh, Louisiana. Yeah. Because I know she shows out in the Noia, too. Yeah. So, yeah, they got a nice stadium. Very, very, very nice. Air conditioned. It was so nice and cool. There, That stadium is nice, and Jerry World is nice, too. I heard that. Yeah, nice. Crazy. Like, that's one of the craziest ones. Yeah, Jerry World is popping, but I ain't buying no tickets right now. Anyway, moving on. Moving right along. Some news that I'm not necessarily disappointed in, um, but I called it. Cassie and Diddy. Oh, girl. I know it's not like major news, but I do just want to say this. Several different angles. I called that. I knew it wasn't. And not because I'm a hater. Like, I, first of all, everybody knows I love Cassie. I think she's so adorable. She is a freaking fashion icon. I don't think she gets her or has gotten her just due in that area or that regard yet. But Cassie looks great in brown paper bags. She can dress her behind off. And that's, it may be a stylist or something like that. 
Could have been Diddy saying, here, babe, wear this. But she mm-hmm. looked good in everything. It ain't Diddy because Jill Ambrose and that the white guy that went to UNCG, UNCG dressed as Diddy. I can't remember what his name is, but he went to UNCG. Right. Okay. I can mm-hmm. believe that. Yeah. The world is a small place. I don't know who dresses her, but... So, but they're Diddy not. Ain't t- dressing nobody. <laughs> right, they're they're not together anymore. Um, and I'm fully ready to put five dollars on the fact that it was her call. Here's the thing: Diddy said early on that he he didn't want to get married. She accepted that then, but in that moment, I was like, yeah, that's not gonna last forever. Cassie's gonna get a little bit older. She's gonna want a family of her own. They do a bunch of uh, blended family stuff, but she had no kids in the in that department. Not saying that Cassie wants kids. But I'm just saying, I knew that she was going to grow to a point where this just wasn't working for her. One thing I don't realize is, like, I can see when you're older or, you know, like, say you both have been married before or married twice. Right. And it's just like, we know we're with each other. We don't want to go down the marriage road again. But I'm with you and you alone. That happens. Because sometimes I know a lot of older people that have been married and been married a long time. They get divorced and they're like, "Uh uh-uh. I ain't never doing that again. Like, you can come over. I can come over. But you can't live here and we can't be married. Right. But I was, I was, felt like I was in that position too. But sometimes you kind of, you kind of like go along to get along. So it's kind of like, okay, well, this is what he's saying that he wants. And so, yeah, me either. Like, I don't, we don't have to be married as long as it's, you know, you let. But that sucks though. It does suck. It it really you does. You miss out on the life that you're supposed to be living and the encounters that you're supposed to be having trying to accommodate someone else who wants something that is not in alignment with what you want. But people will say that, oh, I don't want to be married and I don't want kids and I don't want this. It's not true. So my thing is, so then what's wrong? Right. Because if you know that this person does not want to be married to you, right. that means that they're never going to commit to you. Right. They'll have you around because mm-hmm. it looks good, and they probably, and I'm not saying he doesn't love her, because I'm sure he does, but he don't love you enough to just make you his wife, and they've been together for 11 years. You're not going to tell me that you've been with a man or with anybody for 11 years, and you do not want to make it official to know that they are yours and that you are theirs. They're, now, I'm saying there may be some people that are out there, mm-hmm. but one thing that, my brother Javar always says to me is, do not waste all your good years. Do not waste all of your good years. Girl, why don't that wanna, just make me sad? <laughs> if he don't want to marry you, if he don't want to, if you want to have kids or you want to have a family, he doesn't, you have to go because we are not here forever. But I feel like that's the position that a lot of people in relationships, specifically women, find themselves in. Where it's like, okay, you're in your 20s and you're like, oh, well, I don't need to pressure him. Like, it's okay. You know what I'm saying? It, not even if somebody says, like, they don't want to ever get married. There's still this impression that, like, you're waiting for the progression of life. Or, like, if you're in a positive relationship and you're like, okay, well, this is a good relationship. So, you know, I need to wait it out. And two years go by, three years go by, five years go by. And it's kind of like, well, there's nothing wrong with the relationship except you need to listen to that except. It's a mistake that I've made before. I think, I think. And it's Most sad because have. by the yeah by Most the time you have. actually figure it out, and we want to teach our daughters, our nieces, those young women in our life, like just live your life. But, but they're not but it going never to listen. <laughs> and it's so for now. I mean, nobody the 
the crazy thing for me is nobody told me that. Nobody told and you what? Like, li- like live your life, young girl. People, it, uh, women encouraged me to stick around in these relationships. I was never encouraged. But most of the time, I hear <laughs> other people telling young girls, and I'm like, well, I don't know if I would have listened um, if if I had been told that, but I still wish someone would have told me that maybe I wouldn't have waited as long. And if there is anybody, because I know that some of y'all love me and listen to this show, but there is not one person that's listening to this show that can tell me, yes, I did to no, you didn't. So don't even try it. Yeah. But it's just, it's sad because we do. We (laughs) waste our good, and I got so many gripes about it. Um, Not even from my perspective, but just listening to other women Old women who are old, significantly older than me, um, who wait, and then it's not like you get left with whatever's le- the leftovers, right? Because you still have an opportunity to choose whether or not this is the direction that you want to take. But it, it, when it comes to like money, like having to settle, like people get older, they get set in their ways. So then, I, like, uh, really, when you're younger, you're more malleable. And I'm not saying people should settle down at 19. But what I'm saying is like sometimes when you find that middle ground and that middle age and really make a commitment to somebody, you guys can grow together. Mm-hmm. A lot of times older people get together, whether it's in your 30s or your 40s or your 50s, and then it's really hard to connect with somebody because they've been doing it their way. You've been doing it your way. And I'm just keeping 100. Y'all can fight me if you want to. Men are less malleable than women. They don't mm-hmm. bend as much. They're honorary. Exactly. And then money arguments, sex, like they they even, you know, teach you like, you know, when we get in our 30s, then like we're at the height, but then they're not so much. They're not so so much, but they steady, like Diddy chasing up the young girls that they can't keep up with. Exactly. (laughs) Just like, boy, sit down. Right. So then it's like, okay, so I had to wait. You have to wait all this time to finally settle down. And you deserve this much, and you're having to settle for whatever's left over. And I just, I really hate that for for women, just in general. It just makes me sad. It is. I don't know. Maybe if somebody else has a different perspective, they need to share it with me because I will be surprised if, like during Grammy season, I don't, we don't see her win. I also, I agree with I you. I would be surprised. But I also would not be surprised if I saw her with somebody else. I'm telling you, I'm going to be highly surprised. I'm going to be highly surprised. You know how many times they say they break up? No. Over and over and over. I'm just, I'm not saying they're not. I believe they are. I believe they're broke up. But when I'm telling you, I, I just, I don't know. Because I, I know how it is in that situation. I know how people are. Yeah. I know how people are. Not unless he's like getting really serious with this whoever this person is. What's the girl's Some name? Some twenty six year old model, uh, Jocelyn Chu. Yeah, he just traded her in for a, <laughs> for a younger version. I'm just like, that's so strange to me. I don't know, cause his son Justin is how old? Oh, you know what? How old is Justin? I don't know. Let's look it up. Justin is twenty something. Oh my god. Is just in his um twenties. Yes. Yep. Cause he's he is college age. Cause cause Juicy came out winning like ninety five, ninety six, and he was a baby in that video. That was like twenty two years ago. 
Justin is 24. She's 26. She's 26. That's what Wendy Williams said. <laughs> Wendy be knowing the dirt. Wendy said she was 26. And Quincy, Kim's oldest son, the one that he raised, is older than that. Because cause Kim already had Quincy when they got together. Because Quincy's dad is Albie Shore. Yeah. Yes. So Quincy may be like 26 too. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I ain't surprised. I, trust me, I am not surprised. Shoot, Christian is 20. I am not surprised. So, Diddy could be this child's, I mean. <laughs> She's not a child. I didn't mean to say it that but way. But he could be her dad. He got easily. Moving along. Um. Age ain't nothing but a number. I disagree. Going down ain't nothing but a thing. It's been a for you. I'm going to let you have it this moment because change. I'm stunned. I didn't say that. That is what Ara Kelly and Aaliyah said right when they was going to the courthouse. Well, now that's problematic. <laughs> I'll see how I see. they going to the courthouse. See how you slid that in there. It's not that's very nice, what, B. How is it? What are you talking about? They were on their way to the courthouse. Well, where they get married at? Because they showed they get married at the church. They was on their way to the courthouse. R. Kelly said, I got this song for you. If you were talking about us, baby. AJ number no. Did you see CP3 <laughs> in that WSSU paraphernalia this weekend? Didn't that make you feel good? Yes, right he, before he got he into a fight? He was very Troy Poe. You! <laughs> after, he had that, after he had that sweatshirt on. He Dang. went right up in. He went right up. Millionaire Troy Poe Negro. He, he went right up in there. He channeled. The sitgo. The sitgo wings. wings. Before he went up in there. <laughs> the only thing I don't understand about CP getting in that fight is why he was not prepared. Like, if you're going to stick your finger in somebody's face, you got to, like, come, come on, on, man. man. You, you got you to gotta, you gotta mush and step back. Right. Because you don't know what, how they You got to step react. that right foot back and you got to put both of your feet up. And get up. ready. Get in, your, get in your, you know, your stance. Get in your position. And I know he knows this because he's from the area. Well, listen... He got hit with a with a <laughs> a two piece of the biscuit. Yeah, he did. He did. He it's got okay. We still piece. love him, and we appreciate him repping um repping for WSSU this past weekend. That was yeah, pretty dope. It was. As a matter of fact, if you guys haven't seen the photo, which I'm sure plenty of you have, we'll definitely post it on our timeline so you have opportunity to see it. Yeah. Blah blah. I actually need that. You do so so you can be twins. Yep, twinning. <laughs> um. No, I think I'm gonna save that for what made me laugh this weekend. Anything else, B? Um, no, that is pretty much it. Like, um, nothing else. Okay. I mean, I'm still trying to recover from um homecoming, trying to get my boys together. You know what I found? The the kind of partying that we and we I don't even feel like we party party this mm -mm. weekend more than just like being around family, but the, the kind of recovery that you have to do after a really good homecoming um, is going to take you a week. So, next yeah. Monday, you'll be okay. Yeah. Like, it was so funny. Because um, in our hotel room, we were playing, like, the title, the HBCU anthem playlist. Yeah. And then, like, that night, Saturday night, yeah, I didn't feel good. I told you that. Like, I yeah. didn't feel good. So, I put on my gown. I'm talking about from home, like, African princess gown not like uh like a muumuu 
had on the moo moo. Oh my god. I had my scarf on my head. I had on some knee high socks pulled up. At homecoming? In my hotel room. But you're still at homecoming. I don't care. That's different. I do not care. Where was I going? I walked down around. I didn't want to take the elevator because I was scared somebody was gonna see me. I needed some ice. So I walked down the steps. Got some ice, and when I came back up, I was like, I feel like I just went down to the ground floor to heat up my noodles. That's exactly, <laughs> yeah. that's exactly how I look. Oh, you know what? I, I know this sounds far-fetched, and it would never happen or whatever, but I also wish there was something kind of like an open dorm where, like, you could book, um, like, a suite. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Stay, stay in there. That yeah, would be a way for them to make money. It would, but what would they do with the building for the rest of the year? That would be so I know. I would like anytime you came, but it takes a lot to generate like heat or a cooling unit or just water and stuff like that for the year. So yeah, if that's we already talked about this on our last episode, she's not getting in that shower. So it would have to be like like hotel stay. Yeah, because listen, either that or they need to build a hotel like right down the street from the school. Yeah, but I'm not getting that community shower. Community showers are for prison, and I'm I don't want to go there either. Want to go there well, if you're putting your hands on no. old people, that's exactly where you're going to end Not up. Not if they touch me first. That's self-defense. You are a grown-up. You are a grown-up, Marble Mouth. If you touch me... You have to prove... Well, in the uh, day where they are um, recording everything, you might get away with it, but you have to prove that they hit you first. Yeah, we're going to record it. They're going to hit me, and then I'm going to push them down on their hip. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, come get her. What? I'm just saying, don't touch me, Paul Paul. Just tell me this. What? So what inspired you this, this past week? What were you inspired by or what made you laugh? What was I inspired by? You know what? I was just inspired by all the love I got from my HBCU. I like that. That's it. I was just inspired. I was happy. It made me glad to see like all of the girls like that actually look like college students because over the past few years... I've been going back, and everybody looked like, you know, they IG thoughts. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember getting emails about, like, it is homecoming. We're going to have donors, alumni. Don't be looking crazy. Right. I think those emails went out this year because mm -hmm. everybody just looked nice. Everybody was having a good time. Right. Everybody had their babies out. It was good to see, like, people's little minis. It was just, it was just a good, it was just overall a good experience. I enjoyed myself. Got a lot of love. It made me sad when I had to leave, but I'm going to be okay. Next year, you? 364 days, we'll be back. 300, 360 days, I'll be back. And we will be flooding y'all's timelines again. again. Um, so, something that made me laugh, it's not really funny, but the former president of um, Iran quoted mm -hmm. Tupac. I saw that. So, um, Mohammed Ahmadinejad tweeted, it's so crazy, like that we have even come to this, like in in a in the world of technology, where Ahmadinejad is tweeting. Say that again, Muhammad Ahmadinejad. Girl, you smart. <laughs> you smart girl. You can say all kind of weird, all kind of foreign words. I'm black, smart, and proud. Yes, you are. Thank you. Yes, you are. So he tweeted on the anniversary of the Black Panther Party and quoted lyrics from Changes by Tupac. And that's my... I, I know it is. Song. I thought of you. Ooh, he wanted wait. to point out the American hypocrisy. And so he quoted Pac by saying, it's time to fight back. <laughs> that's what Huey said. Two shots in the dark. Now Huey's dead. Um, and so I just thought that was kind of funny. Like, 
he was um he tweeted about how like the Black Panther Party used to feed the hungry mm-hmm. and how that didn't sit well with the US government. He was hashtagging Brother Huey, so just I appreciated it and it made me chuckle. Yeah, that's um good. the other thing that made me chuckle, I talked about it dur- at the beginning of the show during homecoming, um, just having classmates rap Pastor Troy from front <laughs> to back and just the duality that is the ratchetness and intelligence that goes down at an HBCU. It yes. just made me feel really, really good. It is. I was reminiscing about how I saw Crime Mob at Poncho's and lost my mind yes. when they did Nucky D. Buck and Stilettos. Stiletto Pumps in the club. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, honey, can't nobody take away my issue memories. I went and, oh my gosh, like, I I went to so many good concerts when I was at State. I met Juvenile. Yep. I, I'm like in Greensboro at a concert. I got to get on stage with Rich Boy when he did Throw Some D's. Girl! I was just getting ready to girl. say, listen, I would give anything. To, and at the time, like, I wasn't mm-hmm. really into it, but that's such a hype song. Like, such a hype song. Listen, I meant I was getting on that stage when he came out, and I did me and Theandra. Really? At, in Greensboro. I can't remember nice. the name of that club, but we drove all the way down. I was like, girl, he's singing our song. And still to this day, we laugh and giggle about, because you know we grown now. You know, yeah. We don't do such things. But we laugh and <laughs> we laugh and giggle about how I mean we fought our way to the front of the stage to get up there with Rich Boy because that was our song. Mama, I made it. Mama, I made it. Um, so, what was your good word for the good people? My good word for the good people this week is: you do not have to experience life the way you've been told to. Okay. So just because. Mama and grandma did it. You ain't got to do it that way. Because daddy and grandpa did it that way. You do not have to live your life like that. You can live your life however you choose, with whomever you choose, wherever you choose. It's your choice. Like, the world is your oyster. Right. So, just go live. Change your viewpoint. Make a better experience for yourself and your offspring. I like that. That's pretty much it. Be dropping them gems, girl. Be trying, you know, they just, <laughs> just come off that dog. Gems yeah. that you can only get at the Culture Shock Podcast. Only, that's why, you know, I got another good word. Like, follow, and subscribe. Okay? Okay. And share. Okay. That's, a, that's, a, that's a good word. That's, that's the number one good word. Like, follow, and subscribe. Okay? If and, you're listening. And share. And share. If you're listening. What's yours? You know what? I... Mm. Poor honey. No, I'm, I was just trying to think of whether I, how I wanted to share this. But my good word for the good people is something that I got from um, one of my friends' moms. Shout out to Mary Day. She used to always say, or always says, like, go in twos. <laughs> and I, you know, I didn't shrug it off like it wasn't a thing. But I'm just like, oh, but I, I, I go at it by myself all the time. Like, I have no problem doing and going at something alone it's fine like I'm not an only child but a child that's in an age bracket where I had to do stuff by myself all the time I was taught and encouraged like don't be afraid to do that just go on if you got to go by yourself you'll see people when you get there cool so I can do that right 
But I think this past week really made the statement resonate with me because I had an experience that irritated me. And I was like, you know what? If I wasn't by myself, I wouldn't have been tried this way. And then I thought back to several other instances where it happens. Going in twos is really important if for no other reason than advocacy is important because I talk about having an advocate being important all the time. And sometimes people will address you in a way, try to be smart with you, try to be snarky, Mm -hmm. or say little sly stuff when they know you don't have friends standing behind you that'll turn around and go, what? What did you say? Right. Who said that? Right. (laughs) Or excuse me. And and even for people who who are used to standing up for themselves, because I have no problem, you know, I'm not going to let people run over me. But it's a lot easier for me. Say you and I go somewhere together and somebody says something smart and I'm like, you know what, I don't have the energy today so I won't even turn around. But if they say something to you, now I feel more compelled to turn around and go, what's your problem? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so that's just my good word. I just want to pass that along because I could tell, like I woke up today and it was still bothering me, that sometimes if you can, just go in twos so that people will leave you alone. That's true. Because sometimes I get more upset when people do stuff to my friends than me. Always, like, I how do. How dare you? Mm-hmm. How, how dare you? Right. And don't you see me standing here? <laughs> like, that's what I want to say. When somebody does something, or I can tell sometimes that I'm with friends and people want to say something, but they, they shy away when they know you have an advocate, somebody who has your back. You Sometimes I really do think no matter who you are, you look like bait when you're always by yeah, yourself. Yeah, you do. So I'm not, they can do whatever to you. Yeah. That's like, you know, when you're a kid and, you know, people do stuff, you like growing up and you be like, oh, let me go get my mom. Yep. And then your mama get there and it's all, oh, no. Yeah, oh, no. Miss, miss so-and-so or, hey, yeah. 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 It's, it's the same thing as adults. Right. Or you're playing by yourself and you're six and somebody snatches your truck or your doll. But if your big brother or your big sister is in the room, they wouldn't dare. Ain't nobody going to do nothing. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's the because same thing. People are bullies still. Even in adulthood, they're still they're they're still bullies. And they still feed off of doing things to people who they feel like can't stand up to themselves. Right. And and what, themselves, what you'll find is they usually do it when their advocate is there, even if the advocate isn't participating. That's just kind of like, you know, like gang mentality. Mm-hmm. Like if you notice like friends or groups of people like, by themselves, they wouldn't normally do this. But when they get with someone who's just as equally mean, it's like the meanness just multiplies. And they're like, okay, well, I got somebody here to help me bully. So we're just going to bully everybody. And That's, you know, that, that can't defend themselves, which sucks. And let me just say this. If you are a bystander and you don't do one of two things, either walk away from the scenario. Like, if you, if you Courtney, are out here bullying somebody... And I feel like it's a conversation that needs to be had between you and that person. I'm going to either be like, um, B, let's not, you know, let's come on, B. I'll just be like, come on. Or I'll walk away if I feel like I'm, I need to give you some space to talk to this person. But I'm not going to be a bystander because if I'm a bystander, that makes me a willing participant to the bullying or the victimization of whatever is going on. You don't have to say a word, but ha- being there and standing behind that person or being with that person while they're doing it, while they're operating in that kind of negativity, to me, and this is just personal, to me says that you agree whether you're saying it or not with what they're doing in that moment. Right. So, I feel you. All of that. All of this. 
So I just had to get that on this my chest. This is the same thing kind of like when you spoke last week about like not minding your business. Right. Like sometimes we can't mind your business. Right. Speaking of that, I wanted to say this and then I'm done. So I always mind my business. Okay. Because I ain't got the time. Okay. So I was at the gas station Thursday, day before homecoming, I was getting gas. Okay. The day before I left. And so I pull up, and it's like these two guys out there, um, like, pumping their gas or whatever. One goes in, I get out, I go in. He's coming out as I'm finally making my way in. Okay. So when I get in, I, like, hear this music playing, and I'm like, what is that noise? So apparently it was like this, it was an iPhone list, and it was playing, it was playing SZA. So I'm like, okay, he's the only one that came in here, you know, that left their phone. And so the lady was like, well, I'll take it and put it back here. So when I was walking out there, I was like, well, he's going to realize where it is. And, yeah. You know, I'm not going to say anything. But then I got to thinking, like, what if he leaves and goes somewhere and then, you know, he's looking for his phone. So I just go over there and I'm like, hey, do you have a black iPhone? And so he starts patting and I'm like, it's in, it's the, in the store. store. Right. So he I, he was like, oh, thank you. So I'm like, you have, you know, so I'm going to get in my car. He's like, hey, don't leave. I'm going to fill your tank up. Fill my gas tank up, girl. What I tell you, girl? What did I tell you? Don't you don't always have to mind your business. Look at God. Look at that. I'm trying to tell you. Look at God. (laughs) I was like, Tiffany told me not to mind my business all the time. That made me feel. Let me tell you something. He didn't fill my tank up, but that blessed me. Listen, he filled that joker up. Yo, it'll bless you if you let it. (laughs) I'm trying to tell you. You better take these good words and implement them into your daily Mm. routine. Fill my tank up. Look at. I was like, that's so nice. Got my face beaming. Listen, got me all the way, got my hair done, then took me all the way to Winston, rolled me around, got me the eye to drop off. Oh, man. I didn't have to get gas till the day. God is so good. See? All the time. All the stuff that people be like, yo, this your God can do this. This what God do right mm-hmm. here. You listen to the podcast, you take the good word, you implement it. And you might get your gas tank filled up. Hallelujah. And those, those little things matter. Yes, that, as is. a matter of fact, that's not a little thing. That's a no, big thing. that was like $30-something. Okay. Thank you. I'm I so happy for you. And it, it is so bad because when I've seen him, I was like, I, ain't gonna say I don't even want to say that. <laughs> he just looked like he might just not be a nice person. Right. But I was like, if that was me, yep. I don't want somebody to tell me that your phone is in there before I pull it all the way home and then you're sick because yeah. you don't know where your phone is. Right. So I was like, hey, do you have a black iPhone that's in there? You fill my tank up. Look at God. Look at God. Dang, that made me feel work. good. You're welcome. You're Thank so you. welcome. Um, woo. All <laughs> that was right. good. Oh, that was good. good. <laughs> that boy good. <laughs> um, what don't you want the people to forget this week? Get your ass up and vote. Okay, you gotta go vote, people. Yeah, November sixth. Um, early voting has started for most people. Most people. So if you're in an area where it has, go ahead, get it over with, so you're not waiting till the last day. But if you do wait till the last day, have your aces in line. Yeah. And, and this is just something that I want to say to people who swear that voting doesn't matter right now in Wisconsin. They have the highest incarceration rate in the country for black males. And the man who is the governor and is running again has voted consistently since um, the 90s to um, do away with um, early release and parole, which has led to the overpopulation and the, over, um, the, the prisons being overcrowded. So instead of active prison reform, 
um, and, you know, letting people out for good behavior on early release and parole, he's just voted to build more prisons. Right. Private prisons. So, I don't want to hear this about, oh, people get locked up, they can't get out, and this and that, and the man this and that, when you don't do anything to help. Right. Because situations like that can be changed because you can vote somebody in who believes opposite or believes what you believe. Just like that. Just like that. And again, we told you the story about um, voter suppression from earlier in the show. If your votes really did not matter, they wouldn't try so hard to keep you from doing it. Yeah. Just they keep only that keep in mind. Stuff that, that will help you excel. Like, they tried to keep us from being free. They tried to keep us from reading. Right. What, what was it, like 50 years ago, uh, people were losing their lives or getting thrown in jail for the right to vote. Yeah. Think about somebody in your family that you love who's 50 years old. It really was not that long ago, people. Mm-mm. I watched The View. Yep. Sunny Hostin. Uh-huh. She just turned 50 today. Boom. Looking 30. Okay. It's not that long ago, people. I need to drink more water. Yes, you do. Um, and oh, make a lot of money like that. <laughs> That's on the way. And be on I'm TV. speaking it into existence. I'm gonna make my first television appearance. Not first television appearance, but you know, like a television appearance in 2019. I'm believing it. I'm gonna try to get on Tyler Perry Chilling Circuit. Yeah. I have no problem with that. <laughs> and when you get on, put your girl on. When I get on. And if Viola Davis or Taraji see me, they be like, oh my God, I love her. I'm going to be your mentor and be like, thank you. I just want to take one of them to lunch. Boom. I'm on. There we go. Uh, I'm going to be Cookie Little Sister Peaches. Okay. I like it. I but see it, that. I could be Peaches. Uh, Mr. Perry, do you hear that? Yes. Lee Daniels. Fact. I can be Cookie Little oh, Sister yeah. Peaches on the show. I forgot it was Lee Daniels that does that. See my oh. head? See that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Something else I don't want you guys to forget on November the 13th. Michelle Obama's book Woo-hoo! is um ex- officially going on sale. Uh, it's called I Am Becoming, and I cannot wait to get my own copy. And I pray that someday I can get her to sign it. I hope it's juicy. I don't think it's going to be juicy, juicy. Not juicy, juicy, but I just want a little tidbit of stuff we don't know. Like, we, I mean, you know, we know a lot about her upbringing. Yeah. I want to know some, I want to read some stuff that we don't know. So it's going to be like, oh, Michelle. Like, right. you, you a real OG. Like, I just want to know some... I already know she's a real OG. Did I just, you see her mama, I mean, their apartment from back in the day when they were little kids? I saw the picture. She's a real OG. I just want... But I want her to tell some of that. I want to read it. I want to see it. I want her to tell some down and dirty. It ain't got to be too juicy. But I want to hear some stories and some parts of her life that we have not heard yet. Right. You know, she ain't got to tell them herself, but just give us, you know... Facts. Some facts. Give us some, Give us the real... That's all. Um, as a call to action, I want you guys to do a few things. Jesus Christ, they can be like, girl, you want us to like, homework, follow, subscribe, yeah, to go vote, like, you follow, want to subscribe, share, the, all of that. <laughs> Tell them again, B, stop watching the NFL, God stop supporting almighty. them, stop buying their paraphernalia. Oh, goodness. You done made me forget. I don't know, but that's okay because all of those things are important. Vote, vote, vote. Um, oh yeah, and, and do, do try to implement the good words that yeah. we have going on on this show. It will bless you if you let it. Bless me with a full tank of gas. Okay. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. Um, you know, you can follow us on social media. You can find us on social media on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at the Culture Shock Podcast. 
you can listen to us and listen if you subscribe to us on like apple Podcasts, which is ultimately itunes yeah. You will get a notification when we drop the show, which is usually at noon on Tuesdays unless something crazy happens. So go ahead and subscribe so that you don't have to remember that it'll just pop right on up. If you follow us on SoundCloud, the exact same thing. We are on Google Play. You can find us wherever we can be found. Yeah. And we want you to find us because we love a meetup. Yeah, we do. And share. Right. Share, share, share. Fact. Sharing is caring. Okay. That's what I heard. That's what that's what the word says. Anyway. Somewhere in one of them books. <laughs> in all of the books, I'm sure it says that. Yes, it says it. Any anything else for the people before we roll up out of here? I hope all of my Ram fam is recovering because your girl is tired. If you, <laughs> if you went to homecoming, whether it was WSSU or Central or anywhere else that's having a homecoming, is having a homecoming, and you did not take Monday off. Like I didn't. I didn't either. I feel so sorry for you. Do better next year. <laughs> I'm a girl named Tiffany. And I'm 40B. And we out. Yes. <laughs>